0: It's a little special episode for me and Raghav because uh, it's been a long time since, you know, I have been part of uh, a pod uh, in this. And um, uh, although we have been planning to do an episode for quite a long time, a lot of factors did not really play into our favor. Although we could, you know, we really met uh, personally in between, we could not really get uh, the pod going and episode done. but. Uh, yes uh, lovely to catch up raghav and uh, definitely i guess we have a lot of interesting things to talk about especially uh, happenings in the recent past in world cricket
1: yeah absolutely great great to get back on a proper full-fledged episode and to discuss cricket with you more more importantly and then like you said since we are not able to connect for various reasons so, I just wanted to keep the podcast alive. So, that's how the idea of cricket unplugged snippets came about. Where there are many people who are willing to contribute, but they didn't want to come for the full 30, 40 minutes.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, Raghavan. Uh, that's, that's, that's a great job done by you. Hats off to that. And uh, more than that, I would also say that, you know, personally, this is. This is something which we had started during the last lockdown, but uh, yeah. uh, I think it's also become some sort of a uh, thing wherein we we also not just discuss our ideas, but also you know be in a uh, uh, be in a place wherein we can talk about what we love. So I think uh, just by your love of the game the whole pod uh, should continue well anyway um talk to of which i i, I in this episode i would love to have some uh, y- some views from your side on some very really extremely interesting things very intriguing things uh, right from the world test championship india's performances new zealand's performances and uh, uh, the sri lankan school kids going to the england i oh, <laughs> uh, uh, the sri lankan men's team Uh, going into England, sorry, uh, and um, how those uh, kids have performed over there and uh, a little bit of a disciplinary disciplinary issue and uh, lovely, um, uh, lovely things have happened uh, over the past few months, uh, especially Rakhavan then definitely uh, we are going forward uh, for the next one month wherein we are having uh, a couple of tours Uh, featuring the same nation, India versus Sri Lanka and India versus England. That's that's the first time uh, a a continuous tour has happened, uh, at least uh, for India. Great, great, great great uh, scenes uh, which have happened and are about to happen. So, Rakav, I just want to first get your thoughts on uh, New Zealand, uh, how well they have performed. Uh, Let's keep all these question marks, all these formats, these past performances, aside, but Give mm-hmm. credit when you, these good guys finished first for a change. So, your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think, as you said, perfectly put that uh, the format, whether it should be three-match series, whether it should be played in a different venue, and then all the rain factor, when uh, people who are uh, planning the finals, they knew, they knew that it's going to rain in that period. They could have postponed the game by a week or two, all those things... Are part and parcel of the game. So, uh, keeping that aside, I think the uh, better team in three three and a half days won. So, we got to do three and a half days cricket. So, the better team on the, as I say, the better team on the day one, the better team on those three and a half days won. And no harm. Of course, it would have been a, a good way for Virat Kohli to end all the trolls and people who are saying he can't win a trophy. And he's uh, glorified uh, Sachin Tendulkar where you don't have any trophies to show as such. But I, for, for a change, I felt that that uh, specu- speculation, talks, debates, etc. would end. But I think that we had to wait slightly further. I think World T20 is coming up and and hopefully there something can happen. But apart from that, I think New Zealand played to played restaurants. So I think as very under the radar team, they of course reached the finals in little dubious manner as in they won all their games at home. And they played the final in very homely conditions. So at uh, Southampton with a lot of overcast conditions uh, even when the rains subsided. So I think many things were in their favour. But uh, that's not a reason to say that India were, what do you say, not in a favorable favorable position. It was like they also had their movements, but I would say it was great to see that something of the of historic proportion like this, a World Cup of sorts for test for test cricket to start off. Yes, there are a lot of learnings, a lot of things that can be, mod, be modified in the next cycle. I think one, I agree with the India's captain Virat Kohli when he said that no tournament should be decided on one game. So of course he said that before the three, the finals started. But there are people who uh, used that against him by saying here goes Kohli again trying to defend yet another loss in a ICC event. But again blowing out of proportion, uh, person what he meant was you cannot decide a test match uh, tournament or a World Test Championship in one game. So I think that is my takeaway, I think. When I agree with him that you should have at least two games. If you can't squeeze in three games for for scheduling, make it two games next time. That could make it more interesting and then we can find out which team is more better uh, for the series point of view. But yes, absolutely thrilled and Happy for the Kiwis after what happened in the 2019 World Cup. Really happy for them, actually.
0: Definitely, I think it's a law of averages which uh, uh, set in favor of the Kiwis because I I saw a stat somewhere on Twitter that uh, uh, New Zealand won as many matches in these two uh, uh, in these two I mean in these two series the World Championship and uh, the series against England uh, as compared to you know as many matches they have won in the past 20 years while touring South Africa. Um, uh, South Africa, England, and Australia. You know that's 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 some stat. I think it is yes. it didn't necessarily conditions favoring uh, those places, but then still they have been they haven't been able to uh, win much. And uh, even lately, uh, I think into 2019, uh, they lost three nil to Australia fair and square. And then I think uh, series will. Uh, happen in a few months in india where I'm, I'm i'm sure india will you know spin them out of the competition as they've done it's, all the time so it, it's not that new zealand is 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 the best side right now in world cricket i would uh, I, I definitely cannot say that they have a fantastic team probably new Zealand has the best team which uh, their nation had in a quite a long time we have bolt and southie uh, who have like 300 wickets. Uh, mm-hmm. Each and you have uh, two colossal batsmen and Williamson and Ross Taylor, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, sturdy wicket keeper and BJ Watling, a few nice here batsmen and bowlers, everything there. But you know, as a team, they'll have to uh, you know explore more territories and uh, win abroad more, as you rightly mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just won everything at home and then pass through, but then again, uh, it did. It, it, uh, it shouldn't take the sheen out of their victory. A victory is a victory as much. And uh, while I say that New Zealand is certainly not the best team in the world, I would also not say that uh, some other team is much better than New Zealand either. I would not say that either. Uh, so They are probably amongst the best teams in the world right now. Uh, but yes, the format has to be questioned. Uh, yes. yes. Um, so one one another thing which I noticed is that um, uh, uh, even though the match was just you know uh, under three and a half days uh, to four days, um, it was just one session which uh, lost the match for India. The first session in the extended uh, six days play, wherein we just poked everything outside the off stump and uh, everything uh, went to the slips. And uh, the worst part is, it was something which was not surprising. This has happened before uh, in mm. English con- conditions against the Kiwis in 2019 World World Cup semi-final, and against uh, the English in the Test matches throughout. So, mm. this is something which uh, which is a talking point for uh, the Indian batsmen. Uh, how do you how do you see them? you know, going forward, correcting these issues while they are going to face England in uh, the five test matches
1: uh, this summer? Uh, I think very very important uh, observation because what brought India down is their their own uh, deficit. So it's not that New Zealand were uh, extraordinary or something. It was just that they played to India's weakness. And India just fell fell in the trap. So the problem is, I I think what I guess what what many people forget even in the Indian management is it's a one one great spell of Matt Matt Henry which ended the dream the World Cup dream. But if you look at the World Cup as a whole, now no particular pitch was uh, was offering anything. For the ballers. And India were great to. Capitalize on that. And they scored big. With uh, Royce at 600s overall. And Kohli was in great form. So the only possible game. In my opinion. Where they could have got tested. Was the semi-final. Because there were rumours. It was going to be overcast. And there's there's going to be swing. And New Zealand added Matt Matt Henry. into Into the team. So instead of. Uh, extra spinning option so that was their biggest test and they failed there. so I think this is the same pattern as you said in the last test series where extremely good bowling. I think they I guess outballed England last time when they went to England but problem is too many players just not knowing where the off stump is and I think it is a issue which is not only to india generally speaking there are too much again going back to our uh, favorite topic of t20 is dominating test cricket and basically spoiling techniques of players so apart from a pujara or uh, to extent hanuma hanuma vihari people are playing way too much t20 cricket and uh, the uh, rather unwanted and let's say not too much importance one day series here and there, so there is a, absolutely no time, in my opinion, for even a, a great like Virat Kohli to work on his technique, because he's playing a Test match at home in a pitch like Chennai. What what is you Can't work on your technique outside Australia in those those kind of conditions. So we have to acknowledge that it's something which is not in their control. Also, actually, to be frank, they don't have that opportunity, but. Speaking of opportunity, I think now they are playing a three-day tour game in uh, in in Durham. I think what COVID has done, it has helped scheduling to be slightly more friendly for the touring side. So now India are in in, in England since the start of June. So they are very much in English conditions. They have been training there for a l- long time. They played the World Test Championship final. Now they're going to play two tour games before the start of a test series. I am hopeful. So it's not something which can be turned overnight. You can't just know why you're off some place. It's not as easy as that. But I think players like Kohli, Pujara, provide Sarma, they need game tape. That's not been the case earlier. So they finish a series in India or maybe Sri Lanka and then they land in uh, London. The next day and then they play at 20 the the two days later. So that's kind of scheduling almost outlandish in my my opinion. That is thankfully come to an end now. So hopefully the two tour games, they have clear plans chalked out. As in for each player. Not just about win, loss, draw etc. That is not going to count anyways. So basically Virat Kohli leaving a lot of balls outside or some and knowing when to play a drive, when to defend that awareness, Pujara as well, short ball. So he has a tendency to duck too too often. So that also could be used against him. Not only the swing. So each one know their faults and work on it in the three-day game. It will be great. They can do it in the tour games because there's luxury has been provided to you. I think you should... Make uh, great use of it, and I think if they do that, it's more about battle of the mind then. once. Because uh, uh, earlier it was not in their hands. They play a T20, and then you're expected to su- switch on to Test match mode against James Anderson in uh, in English conditions where the ball is swinging, etc. So now you have two tour games. Hopefully they'll be switched on completely and. He can expect a much more balanced fight because let's be uh, honest here England's batting is pretty weak or let's say very bland, and there's no one apart from Joe Root and Ben Stokes who can test the Indian bowling. So it's going to be even Stevens if India can, is certain players like Kohli, Rahane actually. I I didn't bring up his name earlier. These two in, in particular work out that you don't have to play. Everything else are awesome. This play out a well, so it'll be good. So, uh, yeah,
0: that's is- uh, to Rakha, I, I think I completely agree to what you said because, uh, just to add to another point, this will probably be uh, the last, uh, probably the last tour for Pujara and Rahane. And, uh, you don't know, of course, uh, these players are great, but uh, you know, Virat Kohli at uh. He's around uh, 33 now. So mm-hmm. you don't know how great he's going to be in the next tour. So uh, this will be the last tour. Or or in other words, probably the uh, very last tour in which these guys will be on top of their form and prowess. And uh, they would definitely want to make the best of it, which is what I feel. And um, one, 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 another thing which I would want to uh, ask you is that Um, you you have rightly mentioned that you know it's 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 more of a mental battle that it is going to be and uh, you know uh, it will it will also be uh, something which uh, uh, Indians should go head forward because uh, the opposition batting also looks a little bit fragile it is not uh, the greatest batting unit that England has posed in the last few years and then uh, the trio of uh, Bumbra, Shami and Dishant are as lethal as they were in the previous time they uh, toured uh, uh, England. Uh, in fact, I would say that Ashwin is a more skillful bowler. You know, mm-hmm. he picked up a wonderful six for over here. I would want you to uh, focus more on that. I mean, um, how do you see the uh, personal battles taking place? Who do you see as uh, the more important player uh, in in the English side, uh, I know uh, of course Joe Root will be there, and then uh, you know uh, the, the, the James Anderson, Broad, and all these guys. The senior the senior people are going to be a a, a threat as usual. But who do you think apart from these will play uh, the bigger uh, threat for India? And uh, uh, will there be a rotation policy for Broad and Anderson? in the 5 Match series as uh, we have been seeing in the recent past with England.
1: Yes. So I think speaking of uh, traditional policy, for sure, you can't you you cannot have James Anderson and Stuart Burt play fight tests, all fight tests because they have the asses coming up and both of them clearly have stated that they want to be fit for the asses. So you are going to get one playing three games one playing two games I guess so that I don't think is a bigger challenge I guess Virat Kohli versus James Anderson is going to be a battle for the ages and I'll be interested to see how Kohli who conquered Virat uh, sorry Anderson in 2017-18 how that battle pans out will be really great to watch but uh, speaking of threats I think India's threat has been for a long time closing out the innings it's not only retail it is the starting from four down so they skittle out the top order which has not happened in long time off late we see the top order getting crumbled but we are not able to finish off the innings so there, i think somebody as you perfectly is said somebody who has a far more refined and far more seasoned and skilled cricketer in ashwin I think his importance is going to be seen and felt a lot more here because he has a knack of finishing and wrapping up the tail, especially in uh, subcontinent subcontinent conditions. So certain players like him and uh, Pumbrah, how they operate, to remove the the lower order, which caused Indian fans a lot of pain last time. Ben Stokes, Sam Curran, Joss Butler, the same three names are going to be Thrown, thrown at you again. So I am confident actually the same that Ashwin has a plan for Sam some, some Karan and then the tail will get skittled off by Bumrah and Shami. So I think the biggest threat as of now still till the, the series starts would be how India can finish off England. Because otherwise no the top order is very fragile. It's not fragile. Rory Burns, Dom Sibley I agree with uh, I think Mark Waugh was saying on the Fox Sports Road to Assess podcast. It's like England have two two batsmen and four or five people who think who think they are batsmen. So a typical Australian giving giving it back to the palms, but I agree with him there because we have only Joe Root and uh, Ben Stokes. I don't see any potential in Roddy Burns because of his technique. Easy easy giveaway for uh, Ishan Sharma. And Dom Sibley, the backlift, I think Bumbra would want the ball as soon as Sibley comes out. So there are a lot of uh, loopholes in their batting lineup. So I think India should cash cash on that and they should use Aswin very carefully. So it's not just about having a spinner who's in form. They need to, I would say, go as far as to say that, bring him on once the 4th or 5th fifth, fifth, uh, wicket falls, because door Root is not going to score uh, every time. You are going to have England 100 for 5. Now the question is, can India uh, get England all out by 150, 160 max? Then you have a really strong end. That's what New Zealand did. And they, they created history by winning a series after 1991 or 2. They have that skill. So that's the uh, crux of this series actually. Not the threat, I think. Mm. Because England, England also, same way. Can They can get the top order out, but they are not aware of how much danger uh, Rishabh Pan, Jadeja, Ashwin, and even the tail has improved leaps and bones for India, although they they are on and off kind of thing. Certain players like Sami, they just don't want to bat. So that is such a threat. So... That is, that, that is the battle, I think. Four-five down onwards for both teams. How can they wrap it up? So, that will be what I am keenly going to be tracking, Achan. So, well, yes.
0: well, uh, in fact, uh, talking of which the World Test Championship, even though the batsman failed, uh, the bowlers were absolutely excellent. And uh, I saw stats somewhere that uh, Bhumra, the amount of false shots he induced uh, during the first two innings, I think he went wicketless or I think he just picked up one wicket or something or like that. But, but then uh, in in the stats somewhere, which I saw on Twitter, the amount of false shots that he had induced, uh, in a normal innings, he would have ended up with four to five wickets. So that's how good even bumbra was bowling. But then, of course, New Zealand, New Zealand uh, the mm. Kiwis probably had to win that match. Surprisingly enough, there is not much of a hue and cry regarding those old World Test Championship series. It's not like it is going to get written in stone, kind of thing. I, I think probably it'll take some more, you know, four or five more championships to come and then for people to yeah. understand. Mm. Uh, probably when there is a legacy getting attached to it. Uh, I guess uh, more things will happen. But anyways, my point was um, uh, Indian bowling looked sharp. Shami was wonderful. Uh, Ishan Sharma was spot on. So was Ashwin. Ashwin was beautifully working out the left-handers as usual. So the bowling looks really, really good for India and I think uh, that is something which uh, should uh, uh, worry the English. Not that they do not know of it. Now, talking about... uh, Uh, Talking about worries and tours and everything, I think the biggest worry for uh, Sri Lanka right now is not their opposition, but their (laughs) team themselves. That is the sorry state in which Sri Lankan cricket is in. Uh, You know, the uh, uh, people spend, you know, uh, cricket boards spend so much money to uh, bring in those facilities, bringing those uh, bubbles, bio-bubbles, the security and everything. And uh, Sri Lankan cricket are not a hugely cash-ridden cricket board. You know, they are not the richest cricket boards in the world. And uh, the fact that they are spending so much for their players, uh, even the situation back in Sri Lanka isn't the greatest. You know, all these factors are... In fact, even the performances of their cricketers have not been great. I think, Raghav, you shared me a fact that, you know, Sri Lanka Mm -hmm. had won... Only about twenty to thirty percent of their uh, matches yeah. like, in the previous four or five years, which is uh, which is extremely poor. I think Bangladesh has a better record. Obviously, Bangladesh has a much better record. I think they beat Sri Lanka like, fair has
1: Afghanistan has a better record. To, <laughs> to put into oh perspective, there oh as this, as you mentioned, that start said that Sri Lanka have won thirty-two out of the hundred and eight games. Since the 2015 World Cup, which 30, is less only than 30 be more than Zimbabwe and Papu, Papua New Guinea. So that's sort of the in their ODA cricket, at least.
0: So that's not even 30% as a vintage. And then you see their major players, you know, not even their second string players, their major players and probably their most talented players. Tekusal like yes. Mentes, um, uh, Niroshan Diqwala, and then, uh, you know, these guys breaking the bubble, you know, just going out for absolutely no reason whatsoever. And uh, the whole video was was ab- were like viral on all social media. And right. then they obviously had to take steps. You know, the Sri Lanka, not because it was viral, even if it, was, it wasn't it was viral, they got to know it. They should have taken the steps. And uh, these violations of such uh, serious things. You know, we are going through a global pandemic. That's why you have a bubble in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then without the seriousness taken into consideration, they break all these rules violations. What is fundamentally going wrong in Sri Lankan cricket right now? Because I, I pose this question because I see somebody like a great Sanat Surya uh yes. tweeting almost uh, after the end of every series that, guys, you are playing for your country. You know, also keep that in mind. So the decline of uh the island cricket seems a little bit uh, you know, like a hard pill to swallow uh from, from a cricket fan's perspective. That is what I want to ask. You. I mean, what where is where is this going to?
1: Yeah, so I think as you said perfectly, as a cricket fan perspective as somebody who has, like both of us, we have gr- grown up watching Sri Lanka at the, at the prime. You have Dilshan, you have Jaisuriya, Sangakkara, Mahila Jevajane, Upul Upul Chandana, then you had Anselm Matthews in his peak when he started off, Malinga, Herat, Murli of course. In fact…
0: In fact, Raghav, one thing which I would like to say is that when we started watching cricket, you know, you know it was probably the late 90s or the early 2000s. That's when we were like, you know, yeah. just started watching cricket, understanding the nuances of the game. So our first impression was that Sri Lanka had a higher opportunity of winning against India. You know, when they played against each other. You know, yeah. you, had, you had Was and Murili and, you know, Dilhara Fernando and all those guys with the bowling. And then you had... Uh, Ajay uh, uh Sangakara, and Jayavarth never knew on the scene, but even those guys were there. Ashan Tilakaratna, Samaravira, uh, mm. Kalu Vitarna. You know, if you, if you consider uh, 11 versus 11, yes, of course, India had a few good batsmen in like Dravid, Danguli, and Tendulkar. But if you look yeah. at the 11 versus 11, Sri Lanka were actually favourites if you played in probably an ICC tournament or a neutral venue.
1: Mm. Yes, absolutely. The- the talent was talent and skill wise definitely I agree till let's say about 2010 2010 yeah I guess around that time I think uh, team for team I think Sri Lanka were better on paper almost every every series of course India won more that goes to say how well India played but uh, now the problem I don't as a cricket fan, it's like pretty, what do you call, it? pretty shattering actually to see what's happening because what you see, what happened, let's say with Australia in 2011-12, once Ponting, Ponting's uh, era finished, it was a cricket, cricket decline. So the skill level of certain players are not up to the greatness of their previous teams, and you saw the team. Uh, losing more often than not then we had michael clark's team bringing them back so you that was cricket it happens with every team ebb and flow certain teams are not as great as the previous so that is was easier to digest of course many people were enjoying that phase because australia dominated world cricket for so long so finally they lose something so to a stride of leveling a factor but problem with uh, Sri Lanka is to add to what all you said the agony actually is that they won the world world T- T20 in 20, 2014 and those sort of tournaments or those wins should galvanize a, a generation of cricketers to play for the country on hindsight now it looks like that win has put away more has done more harm than good. Because since then, that That side which I mentioned. The ODA. They this are not winning games. And I don't care. If you don't win much. If you even show a fight. If you lose in the last over. Or last ball. Luck is not in your favor. Or you are not able to finish off games properly. It's fine. It can be worked on. But the attitude is what put, really puts me off. From there the big players like Sandimal for example real talent extremely good batsman but he has a spat with the cricket board among others he has so many problems going on and you can't put your issue with the cricket board because he is like I want to know if I have a future with the team is like that's good to have that feeling but look at what's happening with your country first and what's happening with your team you have to put aside those differences for your your country, as you perfectly said. You are playing for a country, and the it, pity. I don't want to put myself in Jeshira's shoes, even for our podcast also. Actually, so really it's really miserable to be in their their shoes now, because it's a history, tradition, history, culture. You use whatever word. Everything is just falling apart. So Sri Lanka has become a joke you now. So that is thanks to the players the administrative factors and all that are not what we have much knowledge on. So I don't want to comment on uh, sorry, comment on that, but players are not not up to the mark. What you saw in England is absolutely perfectly summed up. School kids playing. Like you have Mark Wood falling to someone like a uh, Nisanka or some supposedly the next uh, Matthews is what I heard uh, Sangakara sing the way they have spotted him and etc. The ball has reached Johnny Bestro's gloves and then he pokes his bat out. That's how tough it is for these Sri Lankan cricketers to compete in the modern era. So you can add in maybe COVID and other factors by saying maybe they didn't get enough practice, etc. But you can't send a team to England and uh, it looked really... I saw I quite couldn't watch the game live. I'll be very honest to you. As a cricket fan, when England are batting, I was I was enjoying it because some really good batsmen Johnny Bairstow, Jason Roy, Morgan going about the business. When Sri Lanka are batting, I just couldn't watch it live after a point because more than watching a Sri Lankan team crumble, and say okay fine, England are great. You just know it's going to happen that they're going to that pain is very tough to. Uh, articulate, actually think, because Sri Lanka are not, uh, not uh, let's say Kenya or Nairobi or something. They are, they are a World world Cup winning team. And they won the World Cup in both the formats. One day and T20. It's not some mino side who has won few games and now they are back to the slump. It's absolutely not that way. So, it's really painful and almost disgusting as a cricket fan. Like How can you let your Uh, guard go down so so badly. They don't have players now. So you have Matthews, you have you have you have those guys. But they have problems with the contract to make it even worse. Already as you said, they are not able to compete. They don't have players who can come on the field. You have the talented players breaking and breaching the bio bubble. You can, the list of problems could could uh, probably be more competitive than the team which is playing now. So you can actually compete and say which 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 reason is more uh, oh. powerful <laughs> than the team. It was yeah, an shambolic. And I think it's like to just to sum up uh, Sri Lankan cricket. If they can keep India on the field for let's say the first three is going to start from today. So if they are going oh. to bat first. If they can okay. bat out the 50 overs, I think it's a achievement, and they're playing in their home conditions. I guess that yeah. sums up our, Against the second cool. string Indian team. Exactly that, that. I didn't want to bring that up, but in my opinion, <laughs> second string, first string, third string. I don't think this Indian team can compete against any team I, as <laughs> it stands, unless they sort out. I their, think
0: it would be a. I think the Sri Lankan national team right now, with due respect, will will not be able to qualify for the Reggie Trophy quarterfinals, is what uh, I get a feeling. I mean, yes. anyway. true, to agree. Uh, I one more, one more question before I uh, uh, we round this uh, episode up. I, I This is slightly different from cricket, but of course, uh, mm-hmm. this is from a from a business perspective. Um, and I need to ask it because, uh, you know, this is what I do for my bread and butter. Anyways, uh, you know, uh, there is a uh, there is a probability that the Sri Lankan cricket board will be earning somewhere around uh, 90 CR to 80 CR you know, uh, uh, with this uh, Indian tour. And uh, definitely it is it is not something which the Indian cricket team are doing for a huge amount of profit. It is for sure that, you know, they're not going to get uh, uh, the biggest, uh, uh, you know, profits out of this tournament. And um, so is the case with probably some other good boards who might be willing to tour the uh, island nation in in the recent future. And uh, unless these things happen, uh, there will not be uh, uh, an economical viability for the Sri Lankan cricket board to not only settle the issues which are right now but uh, you know uh, f- uh, forget uh, building up you know uh, something bigger so uh, something which feels uh, which which uh, becomes terribly hard at this point of time from a sri lankan cricket boards uh, point of view from a business uh, from a business point of view is that uh, when you do not even have a first string team you know, to play your uh, visiting Indian team or visiting any other team, for matter,
1: um,
0: how interested would would a Sauro Ganguly be, you know, as a president of a cricket board, to send, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, his team or you know, somebody uh, from England, the English cricket board president, how much will he be interested in sending, or an Australian cricket board, how much, how much would they be willing to send their team? Uh, to uh, Sri Lanka when uh, they are not able to take care of the situation with their own team. Uh, You know, we are not talking about the game game gameplay per se, but I am necessarily talking about the sustenance of the board and uh, the aversion of uh, a financial crisis.
1: Yeah. So I think it's a very important question which you asked And and I would if i had to give my opinion i let's say i don't think too many boards would be interested to send if if this question was asked let's say before the pandemic hit hit the world right so i think in that's that scenario i think teams would have still sent their first string side because it's after all part of the fct the the future uh program so you have to abide By that and there is there are certain things like diplomacy and then how each board has a cordial ties with other board like uh, this is a owes a lot to Sri Lankan cricket board. Sri Lankan cricket board desperately needs a full string Indian side like uh, with the likes of Kohli and Rohit Sharma to pull in crowds so that they can get good uh, ticket ticket revenue. So all those things happen, but now. That is pre-COVID. So now, now that you have COVID and you have the cost of, of putting together a game has go, gone up by almost two, 200% I think. So that, So that's what I read with all the biosecure bubbles and all the things it goes in logistically yes, yes, planning. Yes, 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 yes. So already Sri Lanka are in bad state financially. So I, I think what this Weird situation has bought out is the fact that teams can send a second string side, and it's not going to demean Sri Lankan uh, public because they are they are going to suffer if you send a second or third string side. Each team sends a third string side to Sri Lanka. So the fact is they will send a second string uh, side, which will still uh, bring in the crowds. At least for the foreseeable future. I don't know how it's going to pan out three years from now, but one, two years, I think people will support and Sri Lankan board will be on the beneficiary side here. They will get teams. If not, you you're know, you not going to get a Steve Smith or, let's say, Ian Morgan or all those people captaining or playing when they tour Sri Lanka. But I'm going to get. Some really well-known names who will pull in the crowds, but as long as you perfectly nailed it, as long as the Sri Lankan team can can can't put out even seven forget eleven, they can't even put out six or seven competent cricketers on the field. I don't think the ticket sales also is going to go away because it's it's going to be very fluctuating. Now we can allow hundred percent. And after the point, again, you have to go, go back to half crowds. And then after the point, it might be closed doors. So you don't know what, what the future holds for us and for every business, for every individual actually. I'm talking about not only Silicon Cricket Board here. So when you have all this going around you and they are very much aware, I'll be, it's almost, it's not even funny if somebody says that Silicon Cricket Board are not aware of this by how much money they are actually spending to host India. Yes, they are going to earn 90 crores, like you said, through all the ad revenues, television rights, etc. Et but the amount of money they spend on a game, net earning, I don't think is 90 crores. It's going to be much lower. So they are going to get that much money. But for what? That is my simple question. If they are best players, as you said, Kusal Mendes, and actually, even Tanuska Kunatilika, who was banned because of the Biosecure bubble breach, he is actually a pretty solid opening batsman. So, he is not your Shikar Davans, but he is definitely not bad. So, three of their best batsmen do this. It's not even school kid. I think you are abusing or you are putting down the intelligence of a school kid by comparing them to school kids, what they did was absolute, <laughs> absolutely not allowed per se. Not, that's it. There's no other thing. It's not allowed. You know, as you said in the introduction to this episode, that there is so much going around and we are in a biosecure bubble. We are taking so much pain to ensure that there are certain stringent rules being followed. People should not move around free. Uh, freely although england are in a good in a good uh, situation of like they hosted wimbledon to full House euro 2020 finals so a lot of things are happening and happened thankfully without too much damage on the covid front but look at the look at what sri lanka did so basically now that the second thing side is that from india's point of view as a fan of the game I as I said earlier I repeat my point that I want Sri Lanka to keep India on the field for 5 years in the one day team that is my only expectation because let's be honest uh, result is a foregone conclusion they are going to win 3 in both the formats India so it is about how it's a 3 hour game in the T20 I want Sri Lanka to keep India on the field for 2 hours one day for 5 years to do that I will be happy so I think that sums up the uh, cricket fraternity exactly. pain, I guess. No, not only us exactly. who talk <laughs> on behalf of everybody.
0: totally, totally, Raghav. It's uh, it's a funny, it's uh, it's a funny way to end this episode, but I will have to take it with a pinch of salt because that's mm-hmm. the sad mm-hmm. that reality mm-hmm. which is hitting our uh, lovely mobile right now. great to catch up, Raghav. I think uh, hopefully uh, we should have another episode you no know, next week where we talk about yes. something also more interesting probably yes. we'll uh, you know we'll have the first leg of this india tour of sri lanka up and running and uh, i think we, we we'll see if we will see if the lankans can spring up a surprise or two but for the time being thank you so much Raghav. it's been a
1: pleasure yeah thank you and uh, definitely we should do something soon like you said next week and i just want to end the episode by on a milestone uh, point of view by saying that uh, there are three four big things in the world of cricket which happened in the last few months when we when we didn't do a episode of of this sort so the three things which come to my mind one is mithali raj becoming the highest scorer in women's cricket uh, history at least odies so she deserves her, her 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 spotlight and much more and universe boss at 41 years and 300 days or something he passed the 14,000 run mark in uh, T T 20s and what is staggering apart from the number is that he has played 423. 2020 matches. That is like mind-boggling. 423. So it's not only West Indies cricket. Of course, he plays in. It just goes to show how he is a boss. So he's the 423 games is amazing. When you look at the fact that T20 started only about 12-13 years back with the first uh, World Cup, World T20. So mind-blowing. 423 and he has 89 50s. And yes, 1300s, I think 1400s. So universe boss was like an amazing start. And last week, talking about surprises, upsets and all that, Ireland beats South Africa first time ever in the history in uh, in uh, Dublin. So I think that is uh, on that note, I would like to end because that also presents us with what is happening with so- with South African cricket something which we spoke in detail in our episode on the coal pack deal and its implications. So I think on that ra- rather interesting note, I would like to end this episode and I would say like great for island cricket, but is it actually great for cricket is what I want to ask all our uh, listeners and you as well, like Ireland beating South Africa. So is it helping the sport or are we looking at a decline of a sport which is played by only a handful of nations and even those nations aren't aren't able to compete we went in detail about sri lanka i just want to end on a south african note i guess yeah. so on that on that point i would say yeah great to do it and until next time bye bye all yes
0: bye yes